saw life as suffering. How do you relate to that? Or finding a way to live uh, within that, in, uh, in that really overwhelming human existence. That's quite a, quite a mis- mission, quite a journey to find a way to live. And um, exploring meditation is, I think, is, is, is that. It's uh, daring to do this exploration. And um, uh, this afternoon I would like to introduce you uh, to uh, the practice of Medicine Buddha. particular because uh, pair you have uh, a health challenge a chronic health challenge challenge so I mean that's why this idea came up uh, when I talked on Wednesday with John um, and this is maybe a practice like the other tantric practices which are a bit difficult to find your way into uh, but um, Give it a try. Uh, you know, play a bit with it. It's just all, all is being asked of you is so like a kind of openness. Uh, <coughs> so when we connect with these uh, tantric deities, and Medicine Buddha is one of them, what we are connecting with is that which is bigger than us. I mean, bigger than us in the sense of bigger than the small I. So with Medicine Buddha, we connect with our innate capacity for healing. (coughs) Or maybe you could say we connect with that which is always already whole which is always already free which is always already healed and the way we do it is uh, in this practice is that we symbolize this undestructible, boundaryless and centerless health in the form, in the symbol of Medicine Buddha. Which basically, she lo- he looks like the Buddha, but his color is blue. So that's uh, the color we connect with. Blue like the sky. No, blue, blue like the boundaryless, centerless sky. And then we uh, we um, feel the healing energy coming from the 
Medicine Buddha and uh, then we dissolve Medicine Buddha and we become Medicine Buddha himself. We imagine ourselves as if we are Medicine Buddha. So part of the practice is reciting the mantra. The mantra is a bit uh, challenging initially. So that's why I'm not going to recite it together with you. Um, I will just lead the practice and then when we do the uh, receiving the healing nectar, receiving the healing light, um, those of you who know the mantra, you can just quietly say it for yourself. Yeah? And for the others, you stay in the, in the, in that imagination, in that sense of receiving the healing light. So I didn't uh, look into the meaning. I mean, these are these things I always forget. I need to uh, always go back to this. Uh, so I didn't do it. But the mantra is Om Bekanze Bekanze Maha Bekanze Samut Kate Soha. So that's the mantra. It's like Omani Pemohum or so different kinds of mantras and, and that's the, the mantra. So if you become interested in the practice of Medicine Buddha, you can, you know, just Google on YouTube Mantra Medicine Buddha and then you will get different tunes and you know you can sing along and you can just get familiar with that mantra. And and then, you know, if you do that, then uh, then you know you make friend with that mantra and, and it can become just like a song you know so uh, just a song in, in your mind and it will feel familiar and safe and uh, but but it takes some time so you listen to it and you sing and then um gate gat um bekanze ma bekanze samut gate so yes uh, I learned another version, and it's like te, te yata on bekanse bekanse. Yeah. That's how some would get to the soul. Yeah. That's how some yeah. would get to the soul. Yeah, yeah. Is it okay yeah. to, yeah, to yeah. use that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yes. What does we really say when we um, read that, when yeah. we sing that? What does it mean? Yeah. What do I say? Yeah, that's the, that's what I just said. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have made it a little bit shorter. <laughs> but you know the meaning, like the intention of it, like this. Yeah, the yeah. The intention is uh, uh, wishing for healing for yourself and others. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but then. Uh, you can go into the meaning of the Sanskrit words and you can translate them and so you can explore the, the meaning uh, and then and there's some translations of it so it's it might be helpful to get to know the meaning of the Sanskrit words yeah. but I, I have looked into it uh, I mean a few times but then then I use this mantra a lot almost every day and at one point you don't care anymore what it means because it's just yeah it doesn't matter 
it's the same with Omani Pemion. Yeah. You eat and you know, and you uh, like this, and yeah, it dissolves in a way. The, the meaning dissolves. It's yeah, just yeah. to to feel with it yes. inside. Mm. So, you know, there is, you can be creative with this practice then. You can imagine the Medicine Buddha uh, sitting in the parts of your body which are sick. You can uh, imagine the Medicine Buddha in the parts of the body of the person you're doing this practice for. You can imagine uh, when you do this practice that you're surrounded by the people who have the same kind of problem. Uh, so you can do it in a very informal way when you are lying uh, in the evening and you can't fall asleep, when you wake up in the night. Uh, so you, you, you find maybe it's more powerful for you to imagine Medicine Buddha in your heart rather than in front of you. You can imagine to put your head into the lap of Medicine Buddha. Um, you can um, imagine, uh, you can feel how the Dalai Lama and the Karmapa, that they are Medicine Buddha. Kind of you can imagine Medicine Buddha in the shape of your teacher. You can uh, imagine that there's countless medicine Buddhas, like thousands, millions of medicine Buddhas all around you. Uh, you can uh, you can imagine that medicine Buddha, you know, he has this um, he has a, a healing f uh, plant in his hand, in one hand, and in, in in the bowl, his bowl contains the healing nectar. So you can imagine that he is like spoon feeding this to you or it's flowing into you. Um, yeah, so it's, it, it, so it's different ways to make this, uh, this image, uh, make this meaningful. If you, if you uh, work yourself with people, like as a therapist or you touch people, imagine yourself to uh, to be medicine Buddha, yeah. So you create a kind of healing field by, with with this imagination. If you have clients or customers, you know, invite them into the practice. Uh, imagine yourself be to be medicine Buddha, uh, so that uh, that the healing power of medicine Buddha can come through you because you you become like a challenge, uh, a channel, a channel. Um, if you take medicine, uh, you can uh, you can uh, say the mantra and blow on the medicine before you take the medicine, and then when you take the medicine, you imagine it is um, the healing nectar of medicine Buddha. Yeah. So because it's this is so important that you have a good relationship to the medicine Buddha uh, to the yeah to the to the medicine you take. Also the healer or the doctor you go to, you can imagine him or her as medicine Buddha. Yeah. 
you can uh, know the, the tea you drink and the water you drink. You can, um, you can say the mantra, the medicine Buddha mantra, for example, seven times. Om Bekanze, Bekanze, Ma, Bekanze, Ratsa, Samogate, Ratsa, I forgot that. Um, so, and then you blow on the tea or you blow on the water you drink. Or if you make tea and water for another person, for a sick person, then you say the mantra and you blow on the water. Uh, and uh, so you, you, uh, uh, you are, you are definitely, uh, you are definitely capable of blessing things and blessing substances you give to others. It's not only the lamas who wear robes who can do that. I mean, you can. You can bless. Uh, you can bless uh, the things you touch, you see, you hold. You can bless the environment where you are in. So there is. There was one word I forgot. Samugata Ransa Samugatusa. And. Now I've wrote it down in the way I say it. So if you look this mantra up, it will be probably written, uh, uh, written be differently. Yeah? So it's, uh, it's, I don't know how they write it in Sanskrit. It's more the way I say it. Om bekanze, bekanze, ma bekanze. Ransa samukatasura. So this goes here. Sorry. Yeah, and then there can be the tayata in the beginning. But don't worry about that. If you are not, if you don't know the mantra, then uh, it's better to get familiar with it before you do it. Yeah. If you get the opportunity to receive the initiation, that would be very good. It's kind of empowering the, the connection with Medicine Buddha. Get yourself an image. So you print it out, you put it on an altar. Uh, and so when you then make your offerings, you light a candle, then you do it in relation to Medicine Buddha. It's one of the best practices to do for a dying person and for a, also for a person who, who did, uh, who died. Yeah, I think that's about it. No big deal. I mean, uh, uh, we just... Um, Now, sometimes uh, uh, what is needed is for us to just do the practice, just do the ritual. That's just to surrender to, you know, we don't know how it works, we don't, uh, but we just do it, yeah? And we do it, and we do it, and we do it, and, and within that sometimes uh, suddenly we notice, oh, something is happening. So it is not... Uh, necessarily 
in the beginning coming with any kind of experience. So let's uh, start by the entry protocol, the getting in, you know, connecting with the body. So if you make yourself comfortable and you either close the eyes or keep them a bit open so some light comes in. <coughs> Just checking in how you are. sliding into the body, supported by the breath, dropping from the head into the body, and making that a gesture of love, of kindness, of befriending. the out-breaths, see if you can soften a bit in the belly, in the chest, in the shoulders. When you get hooked, when you enter the train of the inner dialogue, you drop back into your hands, into your belly. So there's really a shifting gear from the doing to the being. And you become more present to what is. So align our heartfelt intention with bodhicitta, with the wish to wake up and grow up for the benefit of all. And then imagine yourself being on a mountaintop and you're looking into the vast landscape in 
there's a vast blue sky. So you feel the steadiness of the mountain beneath you, the rock. You feel the wind on your skin. gaze into this vastness. It's a sense of space and relief, of leaving the busyness of your life behind. The air is fresh. opens, softens with the beauty of the landscape. It's a very pure, very clean place. And then I invite you to feel the presence of the Medicine Buddha in that space in front of you. He is blue in color, sitting in a lotus. He's holding a bowl in one hand and in the other a medicine plant. He's smiling, he wears the robes of a monk, and with him is the presence of the Dalai Lama, the Kamapa. Feel his radiance in your whole body from the toes to the top of your head. Maybe you have a mental image, it's not that important. The smile, the loving gaze. the good father, mother, healer.
and you feel the healing radiance or the healing nectar pouring into your body, every cell of your body. So that would be then also the moment where you could, if you're familiar with the mantra, recite the mantra quietly to yourself. And you feel how the healing light is pouring into you. vitality the acceptance you could invite people who have a similar challenge or people you want to do the practice for around you. And see them bathing in the healing light of Medicine Buddha, just as you do. The blue light. Feel how every cell in your body is being nourished and opens like a flower. Open to your dark places. Maybe Medicine Buddha gives you something or says something to you. Something like, my son, my daughter, don't be afraid. Whatever arises within you, discomfort, pain, worries about your sickness, about the other people, bring that forth in that loving blue space. And nothing is too much for Medicine Buddha. can let go. You are safe. So you can 
go back to the mantra sometimes. Sometimes you let go and you just sit in the radiance. <coughs> bathe in that which is bigger than you. And trust. Buddha bathing you in his presence. And your children, your parents. Maybe you feel that there's a part of your body needing some more attention, some more care. Allow that to bring, to, to come forth. Softening, opening. Surrender. Surrender to Medicine Buddha. Drink from the healing nectar. the sky and the radiance
can also multiply Medicine Buddha. So you are surrounded by countless Medicine Buddhas. Bathing you from all directions, protecting you, healing you. And making you more aware of that which is already healed. Then all these medicine Buddhas so dissolve in the light. And that light fills your whole body from the toes to the top of your head. Every cell of your body. And you become like medicine Buddha and from your heart and then from the pores of your body into all directions there's a radiance of healing light light rays of healing presence could also imagine that that healing presence centers itself as a medicine Buddha in your heart. And then from there, the radiance fills your body and goes into all directions. Feel that you are a source of healing love, of healing presence through your eyes, through your hands, through your words, through your steps. Feel yourself in the center of your life, in your family, in your workplace, as Medicine Buddha. Feel how this body is like a channel for medicine Buddha. So if you're familiar with the mantra, this would be another moment where you could use the mantra, reciting the mantra quietly to yourself and with your voice, with your eyes and with your touch, sharing 
healing energy as medicine Buddha. distracted, you drop back into the body, feel the aliveness in the body, and you see, you feel, you experience everything as Medicine Buddha. See yourself giving. Feel how you as Medicine Buddha are indestructible, being able to be a container for your pain and the pain of others. yourself that you can always return to the medicine Buddha residing in your heart. When you eat something, when you touch someone, when you experience pain yourself.
So with this kind of practices, um, it really makes a difference when you become really familiar with it. So that, uh, that it is very natural. It becomes very natural and it's something like your mind goes to when the hit, when the sh- shit, when the shit hits the fan, and it's going to happen. So there will be uh, to all of us, without exception. I mean, to you, to you. Uh, and then if we have used time before to get familiar with I mean, this is only, of course, meaningful when, when you feel a kind of a bit of a, ah, this makes sense as practice. Yeah? And if not, that, that's completely fine. So then you, then you go towards, you know, Tonglen or you know, the practice of just resting in, in openness or So these practices, they, has, they have to become so close that, that that's where you go when the shit hits the fan. Does it matter if we... Could it be uh, compared with um, Shinrithik? I mean, or is it... So different. It's all the same. I mean, it must be. Yeah, thank you. That's it. I was thinking when I was doing it. I wonder how, how how it would be. I think I wouldn't do that practice if I would be a woman. I think then I would rather prefer uh, a female. So I, I would rather, then. You do the more uh, uh, like a Tara <coughs> practice. It's also blue Tara, or you know, the white Tara is connected with healing. And I mean, that's I think for me, it's natural to do the kind of male symbols because I'm I'm a I'm a man. It's much so. I don't feel any. How how was is that? Does it make a difference for you? Yeah, I was yeah. actually I was actually seeing Pashya Paramita. Ah, yeah. So it's like shifting from the yeah. main figure. Yeah, it would, but there is sort of were two of them: the male figure, the medicine Buddha, ah. and then it was like sort of shifting. Yeah. From yeah, the male figure like standing up, and then mm. the Pashya Paramita like holding me. So it's like shifting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's maybe both of them, but still. Yeah, that's right. It's also the protective feeling of a man, I think. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, as a man, I need to connect with the female. Yeah, and the other way, also as a woman, you need to connect with the male and the female. But but still, I could relate to what you're saying that there was something about the female figure that was more strong for me. Yeah, like it was more Uh, like uh, longing, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I thought of Shinrei because Shinrei both of them. 
Generalistic is male. I think he is both. <laughs> Total. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of, of course, you're right in that sense that if you look so at my feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a bit. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I, it's true. He, he has breasts. <laughs> I mean, of course, the status they symbolize the feminine and the male. True. Yeah. But I mean you have to find it yourself if it works for you and you feel yeah. whole with it and you can really identify with it, uh, then and that's great. Yeah. And then there's of course the possibilities to connect w- with this uh, Yabium figures where male and female is in, in union. Yeah. yeah. That should be good to There is a bit of the w- a warning in the traditional teachings that you're not supposed to do, imagine yourself as the deity, as medicine Buddha, or as Chenrezig, if you have not received initiation. I'm a bit undecided about that. This reality, does it mean a goddess or a goddess? Deity, the word deity? It's just the word. And also, or is it an aspect? No, the word deity means this is a deity. Shenrezig is a deity. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. goddess is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Goddess is not, I mean, it's also not a good word. Because then it's like uh, it's too personified. Like then it becomes like the the Scandinavian gods or the the Greek gods. We are talking about archetypical aspects of yourself, symbolized through the through these uh, figures. Yeah, so with this thing of, I need to cut that also out, this thing with uh, imagining yourself as um, as the deity, it's a bit uh, difficult to work with that. It's not that I am the deity, but I have the seed inside, and I yeah, can that, that's fine. Come, it can come more and more if I just open up and concentrate on that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, sometimes I say, like, imagine how it would be to be like the deity, or something mm-hmm. like that. 
because the warning is, is, I mean, the tradition and the traditional teachers, they would always say, no, you're not supposed to imagine yourself as Medicine Buddha, unless you have received the initiation. But I, I found it, I find it difficult because, I mean, I can see this practice if it's like, if it would be shared, it could become like a new age thing, you know, there's people playing around with it and doing it a little bit and uh, so it can, it can water it down, like making it, making it, connecting it with initiation and the commitments, it makes it more solid and real and it invites people not to take it as one of the many things we do, like, you know, tomorrow we go shamanistic drumming and the next day we imagine ourselves as Tor and and then in the evening we go to a Tibetan center and imagine us as medicine Buddha. Then these practices they 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 might lose uh, the uh, like a certain seriousness or a certain weight, and that would be also a pity. But on the other hand. Uh, if we practice in a in a in a setting like here, and some of you you have you had have been in the Shenwezi group, for example, so where we like for one year or one and a half years we we really explored the practices and and and, and you have received teachings before and you're committed to the Tibetan tradition. Yeah, then it would be a pity not to be able to explore this uh, and benefit from it. Yeah, so I just keep it a bit open, with uh, with the uh, with the possibility that I will be very criticized for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking that it's been a while since I've been meditating on know some figures and it's just sort of another a real a real another energy than when I just meditate on my thoughts and it's just for me it's much more easier to relate to compassion towards myself and others there comes this more loving energy mm. it's just such, for me it's more easy because nothing have to do with me anymore it's something more easy than connecting with the uh, with these figures Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more easy for you to connect with it, n- not with it, not through a symbol, but kind of directly. Or, yeah, yeah. 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 Because when it's just me, like saying to myself, "I forgive myself," it's not that easy, good c- compared to a person that is like perfect symbol or something that is maybe forgiving me. So now you're saying, now you're saying the opposite. Ah, okay, yeah, that's, that's what, that's what like So what you discovered today was a reminder, ah, this is a possibility to connect with compassion and kindness. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, I could feel that there has been a longing for, yeah. for quite a long time to yeah. feel this genuine compassion, in a way, yeah. it's sort of like, so mm-hmm. for me it's another energy in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's just feeling mm-hmm. of being back in a way. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's nice or what? Yeah. Or, yeah. Not to be drawn to it, but it's sort of gives something mm-hmm. else like to have these 
people around mm. you. Also, when you say like the familiarity, that it's because I've been trying it a lot of times before. It's more easy for me to relate to it now than if it was the first time, and that's also a yeah uh, interesting and, thing. And for you, what happened now was you you reconnected uh, automatically with uh, personal parameter because you have done that practice before yes. and you liked it. Yeah. So, and then yeah. Yeah. And that's 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 great, yeah. yeah. So that that something in you went there, yes. and and it was like yeah. natural, and uh, and it was, it made sense to bring the female in. Yeah. 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 It would have been different if you wouldn't have had the personal parameter practice. Uh, then maybe you would have felt something is missing, you know? So, uh, this feels a bit strange, there's too much male here. Yeah. <laughs> where I am, yeah. <laughs> where, I'm, where I'm here, yeah? yeah. Mm. Yeah, so this could be this kind of familiarity and this kind of, it just happens. That's of course great if that happens, you know, when you are, no, when you are, I mean, it could happen that some of you will be involved in, in very challenging accidents, for example. So it, it, it's, it would be wonderful if that familiarity with these practices would be so strong that even in these unimaginable experiences that there would be a bit of going there. And then... Uh, then it could happen that one of your last conceptual thoughts of this life is not, oh shit, but uh, the blue color, or Om, or you know, the Dalai Lama, or something like that. But are you saying that it does matter if we do Shanayasit or this one or that one or isn't it good just to do one and to keep to that? I, I think too many would make me a little bit dizzy. I, I, I think we are different, but uh, mm. is it is it uh, very meaningful, you mean, that we do these two, for example, or can we... You do what you like. Yeah. Mm. And sh yeah, and try others. I, I no, I like to have uh, a bit of of a red, fiery, wrathful, and then I like also to have the black, fire, fire, penis erect, stamping on <laughs> being the bull Yamataka. <laughs> And then I also like the white, sweet uh, Tara sitting in a lotus, and uh, so yeah. just. Uh, but perhaps you let go, or perhaps we all have to do that to some aggressive gods and some very nice. Yeah. Perhaps because we are both. We are also this one, but we are also that one. So perhaps you have. 
been opening yourself so much, but I have not. Perhaps I have still this bull inside. I think for you some bull practice would be good. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> Now we decided, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mahakala with a big bottle of red wine. Oh my <laughs> 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 The female, female Mahakala with a big bottle of red wine and five beautiful consorts around you. Oh my <laughs> yeah, but uh, it is true that um, uh, each of those uh, deities they contain all of that. So you you would I mean it's completely fine to uh, to be drawn and that also happens that that you are drawn to certain deities it's just like you feel yeah it feels just good to uh, to see the image to say the mantra and uh, and it's enough to to have one 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 deity there is a saying in the tibetan tradition that uh, the the in the indian tantra that's where the Tibetan Tantra comes from, they practiced only very, very few deities, but they realized them. So they embodied them. They became them. In the Tibetan tradition, they practice hundreds and thousands of deities, but they don't realize any one of them. Yeah? Uh, it's a kind of warning, what you say, that uh, it can be like mm, like kind of Digging in like digging many holes, yeah. like in the desert when you when you search for water, yeah. so you dig many holes and you don't get to the water. Instead of digging one hole, shen Shen Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, but also giving up is part of never giving up. Yeah. You also need you know, uh, allow yourself sometimes to give up. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's just It's just too much, so I should just give up. You know. It's also a, it's also a deity. Yeah, I it's called see the giving. It's, it's the giving up deity. Don't be too uh, cruel to your own. Just force yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is not giving up. All night, you don't have to do it. Yeah, sometimes you know there's days where you need to give up. Because even if you give up, something something comes. Yeah, I see what you mean. Giving up is not the end. No, I see what you mean. Thank you very yeah. much for that. Because that was very good to hear today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, any question about... Uh, 
And next, after summer, I want to um, start a group uh, again, like the same as the Shenrizi group, uh, but uh, we will uh, explore the practice of Vajrasattva, uh, which is another deity, uh, and it is uh, Vajrasattva is the archetype of the purified, crystal clear heart-mind body. So it is, uh, it is um, connecting with that within you. Next summer, you said. Uh, after summer. After summer. Uh, six six evenings. I will. It will be posted, and uh, it will be a closed group. About twenty people, if there's so many interested, but not more. And then with the option to continue after uh, for next year, maybe with Tara. How do you spell it? Ratva, Satcha? Vajra, Vajra, like Dorje. Vajra is the Sanskrit for Dorje. Vajra, Satva. Satva. Sutra. 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 What did you say you want to know? Uh, it's, it's, it's a symbol of emptiness. Vajra Sattva is a symbol of emptiness. Well, what does mm. that mean to Hmm? So that's how I understand what you mean. Vajrasattva is a symbol of your if what is uh, in the Tibetan they have this word kada, which means original purity. This is actually the, you know, this is symbolizing that. So maybe you, you know this uh, when you, you when you offer a kata yeah, to a to a lama you, you hold it like this. This is symbolizing original purity. So you you, you offer this to the to the lama uh, like I mean there's different ways uh, actually to hold it and you know you can. You can either have the this this like that the, he has an opening, yeah? or you can do you can do it the other way around. Yeah? So <coughs> when you when you hold it like this, you you emphasize more the like the blessing. You know you receive the you receive the blessing. When when you offer like this, it's more like you you surrender yourself. You give yourself. You you don't do it as a receiver, but you do you you do it as the one who's who's giving. And it's actually, I mean, it's like it's a beautiful symbol. It's like, you know, so you offer original purity, and then the lama takes it and puts it puts it back onto your onto your yeah. So it's a bit like. So I offer you my original purity and I also confirm the original purity in you because that's what I see in you. And then he, he takes it and then he puts it back. Yeah? And then... <laughs> Blesses you to embody it. Yeah, yes. So then it, it's, a, it's a reminder, this, uh, this, offer, this 
offering this is a kind of r reminder or confirmation of original purity in you as a student uh, and the, the, the confirmation or the trust or the faith you have into the original purity in your teacher and then and then of course you get it back because that's what the teacher is supposed to do to, to point out the original purity in you mm. so it's like no, maybe you, you. It's a, it could be sometimes a bit like too much, you know. Like, yeah, it's in you, oh Dalai Lama, original purity, huh? and then the Dalai Lama is like, <laughs> yeah, take it back, you know. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Take it back. It's yours. Yeah, you can reflect on that. It's um, so next time when you when you uh, have the opportunity, there's a lama, then uh, you, know, you you know a bit more about that. This is referring, and so if this original purity uh, takes on a form, uh, no, well, let's say let's say an artist would uh, would kind of reflect on, oh, this original purity, if I would personify it, how would it look like? So, original purity, how would it look like? So that's what, and so, and then the image of Vajrasattva appeared. And that's what Vajrasattva means. It's a bit like no, there's the practice of feeding your demon where you personify a challenge you have in your life. So, like, imagine I would uh, connect you with anger and you feel the anger in your belly and you feel the energy. And then I would ask you, how, how would the anger look like when you personify it, when you make it into a being? Yeah? Maybe you can't imagine now, but you are definitely capacity. You have definitely our unconscious mind has this capacity to symbolize things. That's what your dream dream life does. Your dream life constantly symbolizes content, emotions, insights. Yeah? It's a symbolic language. So. And these deities, they are the same. They are this symbolic language. The dreams. Can I ask a question about that? Yeah. It's a symbolic language just inside ourselves. Or can we also get messages from other persons in our dreams? <clears throat> like the Dalai Lama, if we dream about him, like coming to us, sitting by us, Mm -hmm. and like a, a very reality, realistic dream mm -hmm. and, <clears throat> and you see yourself with Dalai Lama there and you say, how is it possible? Is it you? Could you really be here by my side? Is it really you? Or is it you? And, and what did he say? And he smiles, look at me, yes. And then he turns 
and he goes and fades away. Mm. I would discuss a bit more with him in that moment. I would, Next I time would time insist. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I would insist. I would ask. Mm. Yeah, but this is just a dream. Yeah. Are you real here? Yeah. But it was yeah. like the dream was, you know, one of those dreams that yeah, yeah. I had dreamt before and things mm. happened and so on. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, uh, When, when you when you contemplate like this and you uh, you meditate uh, you you explore this uh, question and this uh, kind of experience, of course, what you start to deconstruct then, or what you start to question, then is this whole concept of inside and outside. Mm. What does it mean, the Dala, the real Dharma outside? Mm. Because all you have is projections. Mm. That's it. Mm. When you work with a teacher. You, what you work with is projections. Mm. You, 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 actually, you actually never meet a Dalai Lama outside. Mm. Mm. So is the Dalai Lama in your dream the real Dalai Lama? <laughs> it's a, where's the real Dalai Lama? You always, you always when, you, when you see a picture of the Dalai Lama, even when you sit in the in the same room with the Dalai Lama, all you see is a mental hologram in your frontal cortex, mm. Mm. a projection. Mm. That's what you work with, that's what you see. Mm. Uh, so, in a way, the Dalai Lama, the inside Dalai Lama, and also the da Dalai Lama in your dreams, they are both aspects of yourself. Mm. And I can understand that if I dream like like that, I think I, it came when I was a little bit. The meditation were not going so good, so I mm -hmm. don't lose the grip. I, I, so I think it came then. No, you have not lost the grip. He yeah. was there in your dream. Yeah, yes. I think it was a dream. I yeah, thought. and you, you, when you woke up, you felt a bit like that. Yeah, you felt like. The confirmation yeah. and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm a good direction and the yeah. connection is unbroken yeah. Yeah. and yeah. yeah. So. So it was a message to myself then. Oh yeah. Or to the. If it no, if this, if if now, it would make you. Feel, more safe. I would have no problems to say, yeah, that's what that was the real Dalai Lama. It was the real Dalai Lama, absolutely. Because I'm not stupid, I, I can understand it was myself, but I can also understand that the energy is all around the world. Yeah, myself. The re it was myself. In my body, in my dreams, I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyhow, that, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, it I, could be. No, when I would say, when I would say it was myself, I would wonder what the reference object of this word myself is. The thinking of the, of the degree, in that case. No, when you say myself, it depends. I mean, what do you mean when you say myself? 
So you could say, no, I could say it was within myself. Mm. Yeah? Yeah, yeah that's, so, that's a tiny place. Why don't you say it was in myself? Mm. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. Because it was it was a connection then. Because he's not living beside me. He's living far away. Yeah. So yeah, but in, in the, when you say in space. myself, mm. uh, mm. then this kind of apparent separation of place uh, it doesn't yeah it doesn't matter. Mm. It's good to uh, to explore this kind of questions you have had with the dream because it helps to uh, let go a bit of that of of this view that we are solid separate things in a solid separate world which exists outside of us. <coughs> if you feel just a bit confused now, that's very good. Because it's not, it's absolutely not what you think, the whole thing. <laughs> 